You're listening to The Beecast with Sarah Godey, Monica Steely, and Amber Miller. We love connecting with you and have something new we've started called Be Free Friday. Every Friday, we post a quick three-minute video with an encouragement and challenge for the week. Make sure to visit our Facebook page or website to watch. We've also created a Periscope account where we post videos periodically. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Periscope at Be Still Be Free to connect with us live as we scope. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Beecast. My name is Amber Miller and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. Hi ladies. Hi. Hi. Welcome back. A little precious package in my arms. This is such a special occasion. I wasn't actually planning on hosting today, but we had a little She's here, so why not? She has on makeup and did her hair, so she's hosting. It's a big deal. She looks like a normal person. I feel like human again. You smell human again, too. <laughs> smells like a verde yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Monica um, stopped by yesterday. She's seen me in yeah. my natural habitat. I don't always look like this. Listen, every woman listening that's had a child remembers exactly that <laughs> natural exactly habitat. Right. That's There's exactly right. We're so excited that oh, you're here. Thank you. And it's funny because you did the intro and I was like, oh, I, I didn't do it quite like that. <laughs> do it. I, this is the first time in two years I've done the intro because yes. you guys have always done that's it. True. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. So she true. was so unprofessional. I was. We'll, we'll move on. We'll have a little grace. Welcome for to Community Bible. Oh, no, wait, no wait. Welcome Where are to. We? What are we doing? What are, so, what are we talking I'm, about? I'm today? Michael, and this is. <laughs> if I can make you smile, Michael, it brings a smile to my face. Hey, so we're wrapping up our uh, Be Prayerful week. So, we had three weeks so far, Amber. I opened it up, and we just kind of did a just a truth about the word and all different types of verses and how it can be positional, how the Lord draws oh, near to us awesome. when we're praying. It could be commands that can, he says, do it because in all the different commands he gives us about how, um, there's always a why, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't just give us a command for nothing. Yeah. There's always a protection. There's always a provision. There's, there's always a, reason, a something yeah. why. Mm-hmm. And then the, if then the promise premise mm-hmm. that if you will do this, then I will do this. So we talked through that and then, um, week two, Monica, tell us what we talked about in week two. Um, we talked about prayers of provision and asking God um, for very specific needs and how his name is, one of his names is Jehovah Jireh and where that came from and that we need to um, not feel like we're being selfish mm-hmm. or asking God to provide for us. Oh, that's so awesome. And then we had last week, which was um, Lamentations. You got to hear that. Yes. Back into that. And today we're just going to talk about um, prayers answered and unanswered. Mm. Because I think that um, I have a friend specifically who really struggles with um, unanswered prayers. And I think there are probably a lot of people out there that do. And I think this might be one of the reasons why people don't pray mm-hmm. because of fear that their prayers are not going to be answered the way that they want them to be answered. Um, and so why pray if we don't think it's going to happen at all? And then I think there are people who don't want to pray either because maybe they have prayed and the answer wasn't what they had expected and it shook their world. And I'm going to share a little story that I have, don't know that I've ever shared except for maybe with one or two other people since this happened um, because I was young and I thought that it was me and the group that I was in. And we had... Um, a teacher in eighth grade who started a little prayer group and there were just like three or four of us that would go in during lunch and we would have prayer over our school and we had one class in our school that was two years older than me that was just a class that didn't have a heart for God they really didn't I mean it just and and you could tell that and so we were praying for a revival in that class and as good fundamentally um 
Baptists begin to do, they can sometimes um, pray judgment, thinking mm-hmm. that that's going to get somebody's you know, attention. And our prayers turned into whatever it takes, Lord, get their attention, whatever you need to do, get their attention. And after we'd begun this, this prayer group and those kinds of prayers about, um, I don't even remember what time of the year it was, they had one kid who committed suicide. Oh, my gosh. One kid whose dad committed suicide. And another kid that it was never settled whether it was suicide or if it was a true accident because oh they goodness. never had evidence that there was somebody else involved. But they didn't have enough evidence to rule that it had been a suicide either or if it was just an oh unfortunate accident. Ugh. And these were all 10th graders. And I remember when all of those things happened, I immediately thought those things happened because of my prayers and the prayers of this group. And I can't even tell you today that those prayers really brought that class that much closer to God. That Not those prayers, but those incidences. I don't know their hearts. I don't know where they're at now. I don't know any of that stuff. But what I knew as an 8th grader, as a 13-year-old, was that I had prayed with power and this had happened, and I was convinced that this was because of me. And um, I felt like it had been a useless sense of prayer, that there wasn't all this transformation in this revival, and there was more hurt and anguish than anything. And it caused me to quit having power of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't quit praying, but I quit praying powerful prayers. I quit praying for powerful things. I started just praying, um, you know, provision, Show me the way. Yeah. You know, where should I go to college? Right. What should I do? I didn't get into the whole revival and heartfelt and on my knees lamenting mm-hmm. to God about anything because I was afraid, you know, I grew up with the big bad God theory and I thought the big bad, the big bad God had had his hand in all of that. And um, so it shut me down. I would believe that there are a lot of people listening who have something that has shut them down from prayer. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about miscarriage just a minute ago. You know, you've suffered something that you cannot, you can't make sense of out of a loving God. How can you have a loving God who would allow you to experience something so painful or lost loved ones or lost jobs, uh, abuse, like whatever it is, I guarantee you there are a lot of things that people are holding on to things that have turned into bitterness things that they need to have forgiveness you know your be free friday right doesn't have to just be other people experiences it can just be between you and god and you we even talked about this last night too that sometimes your problems with other people are just a symptom of really your problem with god right it's really you and god that are duking it out but you're making it about everybody else because you're not you don't want to take ownership in that because if you take ownership that it's between you and god you have to do something about it so All of that to say that I wanted to kick off this series, this final um, session of the series, with one, two of my favorite verses, um, and we talk a lot about these, especially the Jeremiah one with the kids a lot, Um, Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and your my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I love those verses, and the Isaiah one was really big for me personally as an adult, because when I read that one time, I was in a place where I was in great confusion with God and what he was doing, and when I read that, I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm trying to pretend 
that I can see the world as God sees the world. He is up here. He is looking down on the earth. I'm on the earth looking out at the earth. He sees how it's all going to come to fruition. I can only see what the next step is and see the chaos that I feel is surrounding it. Well, and something interesting that we've talked about with um, the middle schoolers um, on Sunday a couple of weeks ago was if you were to take... um, the largest star that they've ever discovered, mm-hmm. which is called like the big dog in Latin, mm-hmm. and put Earth next to it. Earth is the size of a golf ball, and it is the size of Mount Everest. No way. And that's only the biggest star so far in wow. all of the universe. Like that's God's playground. Isn't that so crazy? we we look out and see our little golf ball. Yeah. And God's like, dude, there's Mount Everest. <laughs> there's Everest compared to that. Yes. Like, yeah. There's so much more. And I know it, and I've got it, just like I know how all the planets are in rotation and yeah. work, and how they all come together. I know how your world and all the planets and in your I world are, and all. I hold it in my palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. So we try to project human attributes onto a spiritual high being. We can't do that. We have to accept our limitations of being human and that we can't see as God sees. We can't understand as God sees, but we can trust that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, that his ways are higher than the ways, just as the heavens are higher than the earth. we wouldn't really want to see the way he does. No, we don't. We we can't. We can't take that on. But we need to set him free of that. We need to set free. I think we're angry that we can't humanize God, that we can't wrap our brain around God because what... Faith is believe is evidence believing in the evidence of things not seen. So I, I would argue that I think we are lacking a lot of faith in our world because we want everything to be evident. We want yeah. everything to be provable. We want everything to make emotional sense. We want to feel right. right. We want to be able to justify it and make a research project out of it. And you can't make a research project out of faith because <laughs> right. it's faith. Um, and then same thing with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. Things aren't, it doesn't say everything's always going to go right, but everything's going to go together to prosper you and mm-hmm. to benefit you. You just have to hang in long enough to see that. Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd give us just some ideas of answered prayers. Like, okay, anything in your mind that you can think of answered prayers, like stories in, in the Bible or stories in the Bible. Bible. Oh, well, I mean, I talked about Hannah and how she prayed and lamented in prayer. Yeah, that was my um, first one. And then God answered that prayer and gave her a son. Mm-hmm. Amber, so. you have any examples? Um, sorry, I'm distracted by the baby. <laughs> 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 what was the question? I moved her and her headband. Examples, um, um, biblical mm-hmm. examples of answered prayer. Oh, man. Um, you know, I was thinking about Paul the other day and when... Um, he was like released from prison. Mm-hmm. Those prayers were answered. I think that that's yeah, really cool. Yeah, and so I'm gonna just give us a few more. There's Elijah when he prays for God to prove oh, his power. So good. Yeah. All right. There was the the people um, were believing in Baal and were asking for Baal to rain down fire on the on the um, altar, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. Oh. And Elijah prayed to God, and the fire fell onto the altar, mm-hmm. and the people had no choice but to believe. I love that. Um, David prays for forgiveness after his adultery. Um, You know, the interesting thing is, is God answers that prayer, but there's still consequences. Yes. It doesn't erase a natural order. That's exactly right. Abraham, um, God agreed to spare Sodom and Gomorrah if he could find 10 righteous people in those cities. Yet, he didn't find 10 righteous people. So God answered the prayer and promised that he would spare the city, 
but there weren't 10 people the conditions to, to weren't that's met. right the conditions weren't met um, Moses God miraculously answered in many of Moses's prayers including the parting of the Red Sea mm-hmm. the giving of the Israelites water in the wilderness um, and probably one of the most miraculous was um, that he gave to Moses when he prayed that God would spare Israel after the incident with the golden calf yeah. because God was going to take them down uh-huh. and he prayed for his heart to change and whether Moses really changed God's heart or it was Moses's prayer that was necessary for God's heart to be changed. Maybe I'm sure God always knew he was going to change his heart, but had Moses not been bold enough to pray that prayer, right. he, he, just wanted he would not have, have lamented. A, have, like Beth Moore has a book coming out soon called Audacity. Like he yeah. had the audacity to ask for it. Yeah. Had he not lamented that prayer in, of anguish about the people and asked it to be spared, I don't think it would have been spared. Mm-hmm. Daniel, Daniel's whole career was spent in prayer. Um, you know, Daniel prayed to be shown the king's undisclosed dream, and yeah. God answered him. Daniel was thrown in the lion's den, and he continually prayed. He was spared. Mm-hmm. Daniel prayed for Israel and for forgiveness of their sins when the 70 years of captivity were nearing an end. God answered Daniel's prayer by sending Gabriel to tell him exactly when the Messiah would come. The ten lepers, right? The yeah. woman who touched the garment, the hem of the garment, um, raising Lazarus mm-hmm. from the dead. But did he do it when Mary and Martha originally asked had asked? Him. No. He right. answered that prayer. The wind was different. Um, so I think it's great, again, and I, for some reason, just with this whole series, I've just wanted to be drawn to the word. Examples in the word, the truth of the word. And, you know, we started off with what does the Bible say about prayer? Now what does the Bible say about answered and unanswered prayer? You know, another good one is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. Because they were one of the ones that prayed too. Like, even if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll still still worship you. You know, how about the um, spies that went and spied on... um, was it Jericho, mm-hmm. Caleb, and Joshua, and and God yeah. said, I'm going to give you this city. You know, I'm, you're praying for me to give you this. I'm going to give you this city. And they come back. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can't do this. Like, God had already promised them what was going right, to happen, right. and yet they didn't have enough faith to believe it. How many times have we been answered a prayer, but we don't have faith enough to believe the answer, so we've missed the blessing? Right. Mm. I think that's an interesting oh. point of oh, view, gosh, too. that's like a whole other That's episode. a whole other episode. Okay, so unanswered <laughs> prayers. Can you think of anything in the Bible of unanswered prayers? Oh, let's see. Well, um, Jesus asked that he not have to die on the cross. That's right. God's like, eh, mm-hmm. no. Right. It's harder to think about unanswered prayers. Oh, I'm thinking. Because there aren't as many noted, you know, or right. they may have been unanswered momentarily. Oh. Only to be answered later. Um, Jonah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Jonah was like, don't make Jonah, me Jonah, yeah, was yeah. like, not about uh, what he was called to do. That's right. And, and God's like, 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 sorry. <laughs> you're going to do it. <laughs> you may think you're not going to, yeah. but you're going to. Yeah. Um, I had the Lord's Prayer in the garden, asking for the cup to be taken from him. A mother um, of exaltation, giant James and John's mom, you know, prayed to Jesus and said, please let them sit on the right and left hand of the throne. Oh, I never about uh-huh. that. It was unanswered. Why was it unanswered? Because of the wrong motive. Right. It wasn't in harmony with God's plan. Right. Um, Saul for guidance. King Saul had, uh, had asked for guidance and God said, no, there's too much sin in your life. You can't ask yeah. for guidance and then be living in sin, and, yeah. and I can't bless you in that way. And so he didn't give him any guidance. Um, again, Abraham for Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, spare right. the city, but he couldn't come up with ten righteous people. 
Um, and then Abraham also wanted Ishmael to be his heir. That's right. That is right. And God said no. What if God had said yes? Imagine how different this yeah. history book would be written. Right. You know? So. And then there would not have been the whole miracle of Isaac. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't have been a need. That's yeah. right. Oh, wow. You know, even the provision of the, of the ram, right, mm -hmm. for Abraham and Isaac. You think about how Abraham prayed, and it, it was a, it ended up being a yes, but he didn't know it was going to be a yes right, right. He was until faithful. later on. He was faithful, and God provided. A lot of yes buts, right? you know, and um, I think sometimes we think that we're the only ones that live that yes but life, and um, or don't even get the yes at all, or the yes is, is a, I'm answering your prayer because you're praying for my will, and because I'm higher than yeah. you are, and my ways and thoughts are higher than yours, I can see that the yes for you needs to be a no. Yeah. Right. Because I'm answering your desire to be in my will by not answering the specific request that you've given to me. I thought it was That's interesting deep. when I had yeah. done study for the first week, um, the Proverbs fifteen twenty nine: the Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Mm -hmm. Matthew Henry did a commentation. He says, he will draw nigh to those in a way of mercy who draw nigh to him in a way of duty, which I thought was... God draws to us in mercy as we draw to him out of duty. Um, but this is what I loved. He hears the prayer of the righteous, accepts it, is well pleased with it, and will grant an answer of peace oh, wow. to like, it. That's really... He like, will grant. Peace is your answer. Peace is your answer. Wow. Yes. I like that. So I think sometimes if, if the mindset shift, right? If yeah. we would ask for a peace for whatever the answer is going to be, like, here's what I want. Ask what you want. Ask what right. you go to him and, and put it all out there. But then in the end, the nevertheless, not your will, but mine be done, right. Lord. Right. Give me peace at whatever your answer well, is going to be. Well, and that's so um, like God because really when you're praying and you're asking for these things, you're developing your relationship yes. with him. It's yes. not necessarily about the things you're asking for anyway. That's right. So the the fact that his answer is peace is a deeper relationship with him in that way. It I is. It's so beautiful. It, that, I think that will change your prayer life. Yeah. If you can pray oh, with the absolutely. ultimate answer being peace and not the actual answer, mm -hmm. tangible answer to the request, that's when you know that if the answer ends up being no, God's still got your back. That's mm -hmm. right. He's still, he is going to work everything to good, and he does desire for you to prosper because right. he's given you that peace for it. Right. And yeah. I can think about in times when I had to go back to work in the hospital because I swore I'd never go back to hospital work, and I felt like I was saying, this is what I want you to do. My prayer was, give me peace. You yeah. know this isn't where I want to be. Give me peace. And I'm telling you, he did. Yeah. I had peace. That was it. He didn't take the job away from me. He didn't give us more money. He didn't change the circumstance. Right. But he gave me peace so that I didn't wake up and go to work every day crying because yeah. I had to be somewhere I didn't want to be, which is right. how I had left it. However, five years in, that fifth year, I could see that peace going away, and I would just cry out to God, why are you taking this peace from me? You promised to give me this peace. It was because he was preparing me to quit. To leave, yeah. And to leave, right? You're not going to leave that piece. Yeah. yeah. So instead of focusing on the tangible answer, focus on the peace that passes all understanding mm -hmm. that can only come from God because it's the only thing that makes sense that it could come from him. Oh, that's so good. So I found an article um, from Susan Bolin in Probed Ministries, and she did a little thing. I've got a couple articles I'm going to put in about why God doesn't answer prayer because I think that's people's biggest question, why God doesn't answer prayer. And I'm confident that one of these articles is going to resonate with you. You. But here are 10 reasons that she gives um, of 
of um, purposes for unanswered prayer. So the first one is sin in our lives. That was Paul, right? Paul or Saul. Saul had sin in his life. God didn't answer the prayers. Um, to say yes would bring us harm that we can't foresee. God has something far greater in store for us. We pray that things were a yet. We pray the things we prayed for as a yes were impossible. We pray for things that are already determined. We get discouraged in prayer by thinking God has said no, when in fact He's said nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Wait is an answer. Delay is not denial. Mm-hmm. I wow. love that. Okay. Isn't that That's great? a tweet. That's yes. a tweet. Delay is not denial. God's no is not a rejection, but redirection. God's no isn't punishment, it's preparation. God's no will sometimes bring greater glory to God, and God's no opens the door to an adventure with God. Wow. Mm. The problem is, is we get the no and we act like a little two-year-old and throw a temper tantrum because we didn't get our way and walk away from the adventure. Right. Yeah. Like, we got to have more stick to Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, persevere the race. I mean, races are races. They're hard to endure and they take training and there's you know pitfalls but doggone it we we have as christians we have got to quit because it doesn't feel good or we're mad at god because he didn't answer the prayer the way we wanted it to be Mm -hmm. um can y'all think of anything in your lives just you know god didn't answer a prayer and you can see oh my gosh yes i mean from uh from a dating situations to jobs that I wanted to apartments I wanted to moves I wanted to make. I mean, I, I've gotten to the point in my 40s where I really trust when God says no because I've walked through yeah. his better answer later yeah. for that mm. or seen that he had something else in mind. Yeah. Um, so that it's waiting still really stinks it a does. lot of times, but I don't distrust him in it. Yeah. Right. I'm able to find peace in that yeah in the waiting it's still hard i think the new hard for me is now seeing my children have to go through tough times and i can see god's gonna see you through this right but that for the first time yeah and i've told you how like i feel that i'm on my knees more than i've ever been regarding my children and just saying jesus please be with them. Yeah. Give them that peace. Beckon them to you. Don't let them give up. Don't let them get in despair and want to give up on what they're going through. Right. Um, because you see people do it all the time. Yeah. Walk away from God because he didn't do something that he, they thought that... I mean, who are we to think that God should do anything for us? I know. Right. We're a golf ball. We're a golf ball. We're, we're, a, we're the clover in Horton Hears It. We are what put him on the cross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, why should we think that? I don't know. It's just totally... This has just been really good for me. It's been life-changing for me. Um, I would say in practical application. Let's do some practical application. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, we need we, it. We need every it. time we yeah, talk we about that, we need application. Like, I want a children's xylophone, and I want to go like, <laughs> bing, ding, ding, bong, bing, <laughs> is what I want to do. Wasn't We're going like, to get a jingle one of these days. <laughs> wasn't there a, a, Michael, you'll know the answer to this. <laughs> Orton Wells, or, or what was his name? Wasn't Orson? Orson Welles, didn't he, didn't somebody do the, the xylophone <laughs> on their show back oh. in the day? And I think oh, they did. I, I could be wrong. It's a seventies question, but I think they did. I don't even remember that. I'm as old as you. <sighs> <laughs> I think they did. It wasn't was hee-haw. I know it wasn't hee-haw. <laughs> um, okay. So listen, so the first thing that I would tell you is to remember that in, and we get this out of the prayer room, I mean the war room, wage your war in prayer. The, the battle is in prayer. 
It is not between you and me to to, to get out. It should be on our knees in prayer. That is where we should be waging war. Um, And some of the ways that you can do this is to start looking at yourself and why you've got a problem with this whole prayer thing. Um, Identify identify some of your most recent and consistent prayers. Which ones have been answered? Which ones haven't been answered? Um, Can you see why maybe it wasn't answered? You know, instead of just being like, God, I didn't answer my prayer. Or I prayed a prayer and I never thought twice about it after I prayed it. Like, start thinking about the patterns in your life. Where do you need to change and shift your mindset? What's being answered? What's not being answered? Um, Why are you praying? Why was this a request? Did you need it? Did you want it? Are you more mad because you don't look as great as the person next door? You know, like, just really start thinking through and... Be accountable to yourself. It's my thing. Just be honest. Because are you just praying selfishly, and and have the wrong motives? You've got a top ten reason why God's not yeah. going to answer your prayer, and then you're going to get pissed at God because He didn't give you what you wanted. But really, you're your own enemy in the right. entire circumstance. Um, take time to pray. Commit a certain amount of time to pray each day, and it can start small. We were talking about how. The Webster Dictionary defines prayer as a petition or an address to God in thought or word. And how it can just be a thought that you're having yeah. and you're like, hey, God, whatever. You know, yeah. or you have a thought and then you're like, hey, I'm going to commit that to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes it'll be an afterthought that I'm going to yeah. commit that yeah, as a prayer. Sure. Um, watch the war room. Now, I would in that and Mark Batterson, the circle maker. Um, and I would also add um, a, another book. Um, is it's a novel, but it's a um, was written by a Christian author. It's This Present Darkness by yes. Frank Peretti. Yes. That book yeah. single handedly changed everything yes. about my prayer life. I don't know if it's doctrinally correct, right? But it just showed how powerful our prayers are mm-hmm. in those spiritual That's battles. A great idea. Like it revolutionized my prayer. That's and exactly right. I love fiction, so it was a win win. Well, we need to understand that the the battle is a supernatural battle. We have, again, humanized everything to be about us. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. It's a wage of war so much bigger than we are. And we're the pawns being used. Right. We're the pawns being used. Right. So if we can understand where the battle really is and where we need to be doing our, our fighting, our fighting should be on our knees in yeah, prayer. Um, and then lastly, I would encourage us to be open to changing our mindset. You know, there were a couple things in life, and I'll give one specific example about with Chris and I having more kids. I'd always wanted to have more kids. I wanted four, and he was just completely and utterly content with two. And Chris is an all-hands-on-deck dad. So there was no way I could go to him and be like, well, I do everything anyways. I stay at home. What do you care if we have more? I would never manipulate him. I have a friend who manipulated her husband, you know, into a third child, and it ruined their marriage. Um, I would never do that, but we were at an impasse and, um, I really wanted more. He really didn't want more. This went on for probably a year back and forth, back and forth. And finally I just came to God and I said, okay, here's the deal. This is both of our desires. We can't both be right. You know, one of us wants two, one of us wants four. And so I began to pray, Lord, if If two is your will, change my heart and allow me to be content with what I have. It's that peace. The answer was peace. Mm -hmm. I still to this day wish that we had talked about having more kids, but I do not feel at all like my family is empty, like we're missing anything. 
we stopped it too. God never changed Chris's heart. And um, I became okay with that. Yeah. I was not okay with that. You have to understand. I was right. not okay with that. I was strongly. Sarah's not okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I was not okay with that. <laughs> we are not okay with This it. was something I had wanted my whole life. And when God was just like, okay, you're praying for peace, I'm going to give you peace. It's not going to be the answer that you want. I'm going to show you that when you, change, when you pray for your will to change, it can change. Yeah. And you can experience peace that sets you in freedom. And it, it really has. You know, I've grieved sometimes still not having, and Chris and I have still had conversations sometimes about it. But not in a way that there's bitterness yeah. or anger or, you know, what ifs or emptiness or anything. And that just goes to show you, God, if you're willing to be changed, yeah. we have to have some skin in the game and be willing to be changed. If we're not willing to be changed, we're not going to be changed. Right. If we're not willing to be changed, we're not going to get that peace. And we have to be willing to be part of it. So those are my practical applications. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Anything awesome. y'all want to so add? Much, there's just something so comforting about seeing in the Bible that we're not the only ones. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this was written into the fabric of our entire faith. That's right. Mm-hmm. Long before we were ever a thought That's in right. our parents' eyes. So That's right. So that, that is comforting. Yep. You want to pray us out? Yes. This was so good. I'm so happy to I be hope back the mic has picked up all these things. I know. Clues, clues <laughs> Ella's and... first appearance yes. on the, the B-Cast. Hey, all right. Um, let's pray. Okay. Lord, thank you so much um, just for being a God that hears our prayers. We are the golf ball, and, um, and Mount Everest doesn't even compare to you. And so thank you for hearing us at all when you don't even um, have to. I pray, Lord, that... Um, for every person listening, that you would speak to them right where they're at. Maybe they have some unanswered prayers that they're struggling with, and uh, we've all been there. And so, God, I just pray for uh, peace for each individual. God, help us to learn more what a prayer life with you looks like and um, and how our relationship with you can grow through asking and receiving and sometimes not receiving. We love you, God, and we praise you either way. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the BeeCast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love to have you review it on iTunes. Your reviews and ratings make it easier for others to come across our podcasts. And we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter. Hit us up at Be Still Be Free. And for details on our Bible studies or other resources, please visit www.bestillbefree.com.